Here's what's hot right now at PodcastOne.com. Ever wonder what Mike and Dr. Drew say during the commercial breaks at Loveline? Well, now you can hear it. It's the Mike and Dr. Drew podcast. All the things they can't say on the air because the FCC won't let them. Or their wives won't let them. The Mike and Dr. Drew podcast. Check it out. It's Mike, Dr. Drew, and a list of rock stars, TV stars, and movie stars who occasionally show up to hang out. Check it out for yourself. Go to podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Welcome to Podcast One. Podcast One. Hey, everybody. Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to episode 104 of the Classic Loveline podcast. Today's episode comes from Wednesday, February 21st, 1996, with Jonathan Silverman and Joey Slotnick promoting NBC's The Single Guy. It was part of must-see TV Thursday night programming uh, in between Friends and Seinfeld at the time, I do believe. Quite a uh, huge booking for the show. Good job, producer hand. The guys join Adam and Drew during the first segment, sitting there quietly until they uh, introduce them on air. Part of the show's formatting that would soon vanish. We find out that producer Anne fainted earlier in the day and has a headache, so therefore she can't make it to the mic. Uh, Adam does quiz Jonathan about Weekend at Bernie's, and it's perhaps some of the funniest audio ever in the history of Loveline. Adam actually does read a fax, which is pretty great. It calls back to his uh, talcoholism. The third guest, Mark Moses, who was supposed to be on the show, didn't make it, but uh, something great does come of that. Dr. Drew has his own reveal regarding the happies. Adam actually sings the second hour intro along with the prodigy techno music, and everyone is impressed. It's pretty great. While discussing Joey's work in the upcoming film Twister, Drew references Running From Wind, namely Adam's Gas. Adam has a knowing laugh in return. It's safe to say, officially, it has begun. There's another in the series of Tragic Callers. A man was hit by a drunk driver who fled the scene and later shot him. Drew even comments on the raw deal of a lot of the recent callers. Overall, this is a classic show. There's way too many hilarious quotes and riffs to even hope to do justice. Just listen, you'll enjoy it. And the audio on this one is much cleaner than the last episode. It's nearly pristine. And as per usual, this was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter, at Podcast One. On Facebook, it's Podcast One as well. And PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo. Welcome to Podcast One. Podcast One. Hey, everybody. Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to episode 104 of the Classic Loveline Podcast. Today's episode comes from Wednesday, February 21st, 1996, with Jonathan Silverman and Joey Slotnick promoting NBC's The Single Guy. It was part of must-see TV Thursday night programming uh, in between Friends and Seinfeld at the time, I do believe. Quite a uh, huge booking for the show. Good job, producer Han. The guys join Adam and Drew during the first segment, sitting there quietly until they uh, introduce them on air. Part of the show's formatting that would soon vanish. We find out that producer Anne fainted earlier in the day and has a headache, so therefore she can't make it to the mic. Uh, Adam does quiz Jonathan about Weekend at Bernie's, and it's perhaps some of the funniest audio ever in the history of Loveline. Adam actually does read a fax, which is pretty great. It calls back to his uh, talcoholism. The third guest, Mark Moses, who was supposed to be on the show, didn't make it, but uh, something great does come of that. Dr. Drew has his own reveal regarding the happies. Adam actually sings the second hour intro along with the prodigy techno music, and everyone is impressed. It's pretty great. While discussing Joey's work in the upcoming film Twister, Drew references Running From Wind, namely Adam's Gas. Adam has a knowing laugh in return. It's safe to say, officially, it has begun. There's another in the series of Tragic Callers. A man was hit by a drunk driver who fled the scene and later shot him. Drew even comments on the raw deal of a lot of the recent callers. 
overall, this is a classic show. There's way too many hilarious quotes and riffs to even hope to do justice. Just listen, you'll enjoy it. And the audio on this one is much cleaner than the last episode. It's nearly pristine. And as per usual, this was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical device may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One. On Facebook, it's Podcast One as well. And PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo. Let me get the phone numbers out here on Loveline before we get started. 1-800-LOVE-191. Loosely translated, 1-800-568-3191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. Thank you and good night. <laughs> well, we're not going anywhere yet, No, Doc. no. Well, we, we, wherever the callers take us, in fact. Yeah, okay, Mr. Whimsical. Let me just say this very quickly before you go off on your little fairy tale. Jonathan Silverman and Joey Slotnick from NBC's The Single Guy are going to be rolling into the studio in just a matter of minutes. So we have that to look forward to. Great. Great. Uh, happy Ash Wednesday. Okay. And uh, happy uh, Ramadan mm-hmm. for uh, for the Muslim listeners. Okay. That's, uh, and I'm going to read from the Koran uh, later on in the evening. Oh, please, so you get please. to look forward to that. Drew's going to read from the Torah. Sure, if you wish. So we got that going for us. And now, what we have going for us is the phones. Sire. Hey, guys. Hello. Um, this morning, I woke up in an erection. Fantastic. I, well, I thought it was morning wood to begin with, but it ended up being, I don't know what it was, because it, it came with me all day. Hmm. And I don't know what it is. Huh. It's still going down right now. Is it painful? Yeah. Uh, are, you on any, are you on any medication, Sire? No. Uh, last night, me and a couple of guys were sniffing paint. Wow. Well. Does that have anything? Uh, I have never heard of what this is really called inhaled hydrocarbons doing that. But what you have is something called priapism. And please don't say it is because everybody listening to the show is going to go out and stick their head in a bucket of varnish. No, no, because this is not a good thing. This is a bad thing. Right, but a lot of people think it's a good thing. It's a bad thing because, first of all, it's painful. Secondly, it can increase or be associated with permanent dysfunction. Okay. Now, it doesn't sound like he's had anything serious. So it probably will, this will resolve by itself and not be anything uh, long, long-term associated with it. But, uh, you know, first of all, I mean, the mo- most important message here is that inhaled hydrocarbons is a great way to dissolve your brain. Sire. Great way. Sire. Yeah. What are you thinking about sucking on paint fumes? I don't know. We were like, got a smoke and we got crazy. Yeah, but couldn't you just take your loafer off and smack yourself in the temple with it? I mean, don't just... That that would not do nearly as much damage as... It wouldn't, would it? You'd have to take, like, a baseball bat and beat yourself over the head with it repeatedly. You'd have to take some platforms, maybe even a corky. Will it go away? I I suspect it will, but if it is not gone tomorrow, you must see a urologist. It's very important. Sire, what did you do today? You didn't go to school or anything, did you? Uh, No, I stayed home. Laid low, so to speak. Everyone was at work, so I thought it'd be good to stay home. I hope you learn not to do substances that are so damaging to your body. At 18, people feel like they, nothing can destroy them. And, you know, 18-year-olds are pretty sturdy. It, it seems like nothing can, can hurt them. 
But this that's a good way to cause long-term neurologic problems. Okay? All right. Thank you, guys. All right, sire. Sheesh. <laughs> that's a weird... But you think it's connected? I, I, I've never heard of that, but it, it, I, I imagine it could be. Almost almost anything can cause, cause priapism. Antidepressant medications, even these new diet pills, you know, this, the Fen-Fen diet stuff. You know? Right. Now, I had a problem. It's kind of the opposite. I... Uh, I sniffed uh, a gym sock and I couldn't get it going for a week. Mm. So it might just be, well, maybe that's the antidote that Sire needs. There you go. Jay. Yeah. You're on Loveline. Oh, thank you. All righty. Thank you. <laughs> you smoking a little pot tonight, Jay? No, I quit just a few weeks ago. Okay, mm. but the laugh that. remains. Imagine that. <laughs> there it is. All right. Well, I'm 24 and my best friend is a girl who's 15. Who claims to be bisexual, but we're like best friends, and there's kind of a little something that I think she might feel toward me, you know. But I definitely would like more. Jay, you you would like more. Yeah, but Jay, not she's now, fifty. She's fifty. You know? Did you listen to our show last night? Uh, pardon? Did you listen to the show last night? I uh, caught a little piece here and there when, when we had uh, Jason. Jason uh, practically calling from prison. Right. Jason was 21, at the, and now or he 19. is. At the time, he was 19, 19 dating a 16-year-old. With a 16-year-old, did got a year in county. Ended up doing about right. four months. Was on probation Just because, for because a year. a counselor overheard one of her friends talking about the fact that he was sleeping with her. Well, no, nothing going on here. No, well, <laughs> yeah, but you're but you're contemplating but, it. Yes, you're well, priming no, yourself, Jay. Well, this is we've been best friends for a year. And I mean, a little something happened a long time ago when we first met her. A long whatever. time ago? She's 15 now. Well, yeah. Well, a year ago. We've known each other. Were you, you speaking to her while she was in the womb? Pardon? Were you courting her while she was a zygote, Jay? Sure wasn't. <laughs> no, but, you know, I have no problem waiting for three years. We've got, like, a you know, a great friendship. Relationship. Then, then leave All it. Right. If you really value that person, I do. protect her. Don't do anything with her. Wait the three years. Uh, I have no problem there. But then then there's no problem, is there? Then no. there's no problem. But it, It's uh, still a little weird. You might right. want to hang out more with your age-appropriate peer group, so to speak. I mean, well, the they kind of shun the whole deal, so, you know. Yeah, but you might want to hang out with your own age group. It, as much it, as well, yeah, Jay, you know what this sounds to me? It sounds like you're in the 4-H club and you're raising livestock or something uh, for some fair that's coming up well, in uh, 99. Well, none of this is the problem, though. What I want to know is, like, you know, she's probably there's probably something a little something there, or whatever. But like, you know, in years to come or whatever, how could I maybe you know become more attractive to her, being that she thinks she might be bisexual and all that? But you know, I'm, I'm thinking off the top of my head, voice and diction. What? <laughs> I'm thinking you got to go to finishing school, Jay. I uh, want you to walk with a book on your head. Right. No, you know, I have the low self-esteem, dude. Okay, now I feel bad. Listen, Jay, you sound like a decent guy. Uh, you, you have to understand that just because you don't think you're the greatest guy in the world doesn't mean other people are going to think you're not the greatest guy in the world unless you indicate to them that you don't think you're the greatest guy in the world, in which case they listen to you and go the, to the other side of the bar. Well, see, I had a girlfriend that I dated even while I was friends with this girl this past summer who's like 21 or whatever, 22, and, you know, she told me I had that problem where I had no self-esteem and da-da-da-da. Women hate that. It's like, a, you know, guys like it because for guys it just means more sex. Right. <laughs> when a girl has low self-esteem, it means they put out more and it means they can abuse them more and screw around with more of their friends. Right, Drew? 
That's what, in fact, happens. That's what happens. I mean, that's it put in a strange context, but that's the truth. But it's true. But well, I mean, having the mindset I've got, what could I do to improve, you know, like my mental health thing? All right, Jay, Jay, listen. First off, you have to start looking in the mirror and do what I was telling people to do last night. Do a little shadow boxing. Say, you're the man. You're the man. And then do that. You want a piece of me? You want a piece of the Jayster? I mean, no, just at your own reflection. With being a macho guy and, you know. So a noose twist on Stuart like Smalley. Somebody else's ass, but it's right. talking about, you know, with girls. What the hell? Jay, do you have one of those uh, uh, mullet haircuts? No, I have no hair. I shaved my head. Oh, no hair. Okay, because I was picturing as one of those guys with, like, three haircuts. Well, I've had about three haircuts in the last three months, all different ways. All right, but I meant three haircuts at once. Women uh, don't dig that. Guys with that, you know, they got that. What's that singer? What's that bad crooner's name? What's his name, that singer? Who? That, that guy who rips off everyone's songs and, and he's got that horrible hair. Uh, I'm glad I don't listen. <laughs> Not Dave <laughs> I'm brain dead tonight. <laughs> the point is, the point is, is girls like guys with one haircut. I'm going to give this tip to guys, and I'm going to give a tip to girls. Guys don't like girls with fingernails that are like they're some sort of an Indian prince. You know, you know what I mean? With like, like a Chinese the, dowager princess. With like the yeah, with the Pegasus decals and stuff on. Nobody wants that. I don't know where they picked that up. All right, I'm done, Jonathan Silverman, Joey Slotnick. You guys want to chime in? I know you've been sitting there patiently listening to me not make sense for about five minutes. Michael this Bol- is amazing. Michael Bolton, was that who you Michael Bolton, thank you. Finally, some intellect in this. Drew leads such a sheltered life that he, he really doesn't know any current references at all. Detach from all American culture. Isn't there also a, uh, a country singer who has just a horrible Vince Gill? Or Every country singer has terrible. like no, four Vince Gill's a very handsome man. Well, there's another guy who has got like a tail in the back, lots right, of hair, and then right. real short up front. Now, it's what is that? Awful. Do you think they have to go to three different barbers you know or what? they can just get the same the thing guy? Is, I bet they spend thousands of dollars a year on that kind of cut and it's disgusting absolutely amazing that was the voice of joey slotnick you know him as sam from the hit tv series the single guy on nbc 830s on thursday nights right after friends right after friends nestled between friends and seinfeld you Ooh, it's can, a nice place to be. Let me tell you, you can only screw that slot up. <laughs> <laughs> you can You're only absolutely screw right. that slot up. Have to screw it up. <laughs> because if the ratings are great, then everyone goes, oh, of course. Right. I mean, you, Burl Ives playing the banjo <laughs> for 24 <laughs> minutes is going to get great ratings in that slot. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving some suggestions if any producers are listening. But if you screw it up. Then, I mean, you're, you're, you're the biggest ass in Hollywood, right? This is true. So far, we've been all right. Yeah. The, the word of mouth has been good. People enjoy the show. And they just leave it on. They watch Friends and they go, well. That's no. our slogan. You're going to be watching Friends and Seinfeld anyway. Just leave the TV on. If you've got ironing to do, this is the half hour to do. Yes. The, the motto should be Seinfeld's coming. There should actually be like a little countdown on the lower left hand. <laughs> 18 minutes till Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. I swear. Every time we rehearse our, our very last scene of any particular episode, at one point I always turn to the camera and say, stay tuned for Seinfeld. <laughs> you just break character and go right out to the fourth wall. See, I know the theater lingo. I'm impressed. All right. Now, you guys want to help us out with some of these phone calls? Sure. I mean, we're we're the guys. We know more about sexual problems than... than... Right. Well, you're the single guys. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Here we go. Dave. Hey, how's it going? Hey, you're on Loveline. Love the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Wait, whose show? show? <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Which show? Both of the shows. Thanks, right. Dave. Yeah. You should uh, run for president, yes? Well, speaking of sexual problems, um, when going down on my girlfriend... 
I want to know how to make her um, have the orgasm sooner. Mm-hmm. Because it hurts? Well, no, not that, but, I mean, sometimes I can tell that it doesn't happen, you know, and she, I don't think, she, she never fakes it, but it doesn't always happen, and I want to make sure that it does happen. Ann can't help us right now. She's got a headache. Are you... <laughs> And Ann was in here saying she fainted earlier today, actually, so uh, I'm guessing too much time in the tub, but that could just be me. Uh, Dave. Yeah. Uh, you say she fakes it? No, I don't think she does, but I don't think she always has it. She always uh, has it? I don't think she always Why don't you it. ask her, Dave, what you can do? I'll do it, and then she gets, like, all shy and modest. Well, and then find a right. less uh, threatening way to... to to I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell Dave what he can do. You're gonna have him pound in his chest no, and yell into the no, mirror again, I, <laughs> right? All right. First, go in your bathroom and lock the door, Dave. No, I'm telling you what to do. And guys, I want you to chime in here because I know you know how to please Heck, women. I'm taking notes. Come on, women. Here's what women like down there. They like two things. They want the variety pack. You know, it's like when you get the cereal, it's got the special K and the fruit. You got to mix it up. They want it mixed up. Right. Okay. Number two, guys approach women like they would like women to approach them, which is hard and fast and clinched fists and all that business. <laughs> no. And it doesn't work That's that way. Right. Yep. Right? Right. right? Women like it soft. They like it slow. Now, there's only one part down there that's worth messing with. Right. You know what I'm saying, Dave? Yeah. You have to find him. <laughs> I got that part. It, it, I swear to God, though, it's, sometimes it's difficult. <laughs> you do. Okay. Find that part. Put your tongue on that part and just do it. it now it's not like you're licking a stamp no. or anything right right <laughs> bad enough without the sound effects and uh not like you're doing one of those shooters where you you know tequila shot or something or sucking salt off your wrist <laughs> you make your tongue as pointy as you can okay and you put it right on that area right and you go like okay Clockwise. I need a That's just it, the alphabet. <laughs> you do you go clockwise and you go counterclockwise. By the time you, you get left to Q, right. That's right. Sam's gotta have as Sam Kinnison said, capital T. That's right. <laughs> capital T. You understand? If you, it, if you do it all great, how long should it take? Like four days. <laughs> I don't know, I've never had a woman achieve orgasm, but I'm thinking I you know, they, they vary. Your mileage may vary, Dave. That's what I have to say, but I guarantee she will like that better than that <laughs> thing you're doing now. All right. All right. Slow, right? Keep it slow. Tease. You know what I'm saying? They like I don't mean emotional abuse. I mean like a little on the thigh and then, you know what I'm saying? They like to tease more? Tease. Slow. Do you know what I mean? All right. The fact that you're in a hurry for her to have an orgasm is what's ruoning it. Right, guys? Absolutely. Yes. Go as slow as you possibly can and then go even slower. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you know, as long as we're on the subject of, of this subject, I, I have I have a medical question to ask Dr. Drew. I know mm. people are supposed to call in and ask mm. questions, but no, on, you're, this, you're... on this particular subject, asparagus. Yeah. Does that, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that an actual situation? If, if a woman were to eat asparagus at dinner, are you supposed to stay away from the, if I could quote one of our predecessors here, the sushi bar? Not that I'm aware of. Why? why? Yeah, well, because I, I had always been told that, that there was a certain uh, 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 stench. See, when guys... And asparagus makes your urine smell. Right. Fun, right. Yeah. Well, well the same spot. That's a very cruel uh, joke that God has played on man, isn't he? <laughs> hey, there's a spot where the pee-pee comes out. Get down there! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It doesn't sound right. And the same with the girls for the guys. 
Why should the part that you urinate out of be your sex organ? Exactly. Why can't you just have you hold like a tin right. cup up to your side like some old guy and do it there? Then it would be it would be pristine. So you eat whatever you want. Yeah. That's why I think Buchanan's going to change things. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Well, uh, hold the holidays and let's go. <laughs> let's go back to the phones, Barrett. Hey, what's up? Hey, you're on Love Line with the folks from the single guy, Jonathan Silverman and Joey Slotnick. Cool. Hey, my girlfriend and I. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> my girlfriend and I, uh, we both have mono. Mm. And, uh, our doc, my doctor didn't tell us really, you know, what we can and can't do. I mm-hmm. kind of would like to know. Who got it first? Uh, well, I guess it was she. Mm-hmm. But, and how did you have the diagnosis confirmed? Uh, I had a blood test. The monospot. I guess that's what. As, is that what she had also? Uh, yeah, she did. All right, so they both have it. And you're both pretty sick. Well, actually, well, I've been home from school for a couple of days. But, I mean, sometimes I feel great and sometimes, you know, like I get. Do either of you have a terrible sore throat? Uh, she does mm-hmm. every now and then. I have one. It's been for almost three months. Every other week or so, I'll get a sore throat. Or get really lightheaded sometimes. Mm-hmm. Barrett, how long do you have to stay out of school for this? I don't know. It'd be nice as long as I can. He really doesn't have to stay out of school. Oh, he doesn't? Like, yeah. I mean, it sounds like things are pretty mild here. Well, sometimes, yeah. But um, her whole family actually has it, um, <laughs> except for her mom and dad. It's very contagious. So. Yeah. Oh, I mean, she gave it. Yeah, just settle down the... over there. There's nothing funny about spreading of disease, fellas. I know that may be a oh, hot topic for the funny comedy you guys are in, but here we take disease very seriously. <laughs> I mean, they, they can be spread by utensils and sharing glasses and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's contagious. And so what is your question? Well, um, can we kiss? And if so, I mean... I mean Not with their whole family. That's Well, wrong. no. You know what? One of the concerns I would have is that occasionally people with mono get bacterial infections on top of that, particularly in their throat. Yeah, she had like an ear infection. Right. And so you really want everybody to be virtually over this thing before you start swapping fluids. Okay. But and if they both have it, why can't they just give be, it back and forth it's, like a it's not, it's badminton not, or something? Because it's not, first of all, it's not just the virus. There are other, like he said, she has an ear infection now and she has throat and the bacteria get involved in this sometimes. She could be dying, Barrett. You may want to move on. <laughs> oh, I don't want her to die. That's not cool. But, uh, can this manifest, can this turn into EBV? By the way, I've seen bar virus. Well, you know, it, it, it mono infectious mononucleosis is caused by, amongst other things, an Epstein-Barr virus. Mm-hmm. And true chronic mono is sort of a chronic fatigue syndrome that follows this acute mononucleosis. So you're saying it's, all, the, the, it's all downhill for the him? whole? No, you don't, you don't have to get that. But that whole chronic fatigue being caused by Epstein-Barr has been largely dismissed lately. Okay. Okay, so basically we should just get better and then... And then go ahead. Wait till nobody, no fevers, no sore throat, then you're all right, okay? Okay. Oh, and you know what's good for Mono? Watching The Single Guy tomorrow night at 8.30. <laughs> now, do you guys have a, what, what, you want to give away? We have away? a big Mono show? Yeah, a big Mono <laughs> episode's coming up what next week. What would be the uh, topic for tomorrow's show? Or, uh, not topic, but theme. Uh, um, wedding. Yes, lost love. Uh, ex-girlfriend of mine gets married, and I have to uh, deal with seeing her happiness and my misery. And she invites you to the wedding. How do you like that? Because we talk about that sometime on this show, which is, I don't know, when I get married, if I get married, I don't know if I'd want my fiancés, my wife-to-be's ex-boyfriends there. 
I guess if it's just a guy acting like the ex-boyfriend, it, it would be okay. <laughs> it count, yeah. And it was real funny and stuff, and we could break for commercials. But, but, a, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, would you do that if you were getting married? Would it be okay with you if she brought, you know? Uh, that, that's a little freaky. It's, it's a little it, incestuous. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't enjoy it. Cause you'd be like in there in the middle of the vows and then you, you, you turn your head and you go, you eyeball me, man. <laughs> I mean, you could actually get in a fight right there. Yeah, the wedding's over. Get it annulled. You're single, right? Uh, well, I'm not married. Oh, but wonder, you got I have a wonderful girlfriend, yes. Right, couple? Or just one? Uh, just, just one. Okay, just one. And, and it's and a different it, girlfriend it, than the girl that Joey's dating. Oh, yes. fantastic. Different, different girl. Right. And you're dating as well. I, yes, I am. I, I have like, a serious girlfriend also. I like no the way Jonathan tried guys. to deflect that right <laughs> over to you. It's a different yeah. girl than the one Joey's dating. <laughs> yeah. and so you're both dating. You're happy. Everything's yes. fine. Yes. As a matter of fact, I hung out with Joey's girlfriend and my girlfriend in New Orleans uh, last weekend for the Mardi Gras. And they have pictures. Really? Yes. You want to sell some of those? Yes. So a little swapping <laughs> or was it all in the up and up? No, no. It was oh, all yeah. kosher. <laughs> We're going to be back with more of the single guys, and we're going to get into Weekend at Bernie's. If we have to. <laughs> <laughs> when All we return. Right. Call Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. The phone call is free. The advice is free. Then it's up to you. Loveline will be right back. Here's what's hot right now at PodcastOne.com. What do two female comics and a professional wing girl have in common? They all dig men and like to talk about what it takes to get, well, a relationship going. Let's call it that. Join Marnie, Kristen, and Haley from Ask Women as they talk about one-night stands, flirting signs, how to make a girl want you, and they interview people like relationship experts and an occasional porn star. That's the Ask Women podcast. Check it out for yourself. Go to PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastONE.com. Everybody, our friends at Lumosity, everyone has so many things to remember these days, names, dates, passwords. Uh, how many different passwords do you have to remember? Our work, our personal lives depend on this. That is why Lumosity.com is there to come to the rescue. They customize games to improve the brain functions you'd like to improve. I like the memory circles and the memory shapes. And I also like, let's see... I'm looking literally at my app on my phone that I use to play these games. Memory Matrix, that's my favorite, Memory Matrix. That uh, that one I use on the go, and it, I find that I, I'm more focused afterwards. Lamasi.com is like a personal trainer for your brain. It can help with mental functions, attention, speed. The exercises are fun. They're like games. They only take a few minutes each day, and they can easily fit into your schedule. And, in fact, your app or Lumosity.com will remind you. You can play online or at work or even from your iPhone, as I do, with the Lumosity app. Go to Lumosity.com today, click the Start Training button to create your own program, select my name from the drop-down menu, then start playing your first game. That is Lumosity.com. At sign up, select Dr. Drew in the drop-down menu. Hi, I'm Robin Leach with those champagne wishes and caviar dreams. And you're listening to Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Corolla. Yes, you are. And Jonathan Silverman and Joey Slotnick of this single guy. Let me get the phone numbers out. 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. And as promised, <clears throat> I said when we returned, we were talking about Weekend at Bernie's. Thanks, Ed. Now, first <laughs> off, amaze everyone 
by telling them how much money these two movies made because obviously they did real well, uh, right? Yeah, they made a pretty penny. I think I think uh, uh, internationally video all the lovely stuff, uh, cable. I think the first one made over a hundred million dollars. Really? Which, hey, ching. So you're you're being dubbed in in German. And yes. in Japanese. <laughs> yes, and the dead guy's dying in all these different languages. And they find that sort of That's morbid funny comedy stuff. just as funny as we do here oh, in the yeah, States. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, Jerry Lewis was funny in his prime, too. <laughs> now, how was... You, obviously, you're handed a script for this, <laughs> and your agent pitched... He gave you an overview of it. He oh, gave no, you the, the script. first one I had to beg and plead for. I had to audition for it. And, and Oh, really? Oh. Well, I didn't think it was very funny. At the 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 first the first one I the script anyway. I Wait, thought, you're saying dragging a corpse along the beach is not funny? <laughs> I didn't read it as a comedy. I read it as sort of this this dark film about this these two schmucks who can't get a break and they they finally get invited to the big time and their boss just croaks on them. Oh really? And so you just people people dug it after it was cut together. But uh, and then the second one we we were hoping would be a big you know farce and it was a pile of crap. But what can you do? Now <laughs> they use the same same guy. Each time, yes. didn't they? Yes. Now, what? what Terry did... Kaiser, who's a wonderful, wonderful. Oh, it's incredible actor. work. He didn't Great. even get a SAG card out of the whole thing. <laughs> he was tapped hard. He was five and under five. Yeah. Um, but what? I mean, how did they bring? I didn't see the second one. Well, you and the rest of the world. But how did they bring him back? What did he get hit by lightning or something? Uh, if memory serves correct, uh, um, he he was uh, stolen uh, um, in the Virgin Islands by some uh, voodoo sect oh. because <laughs> yeah, he knew right. where the that's secret right. money was buried and he that's became right. a zombie. So they brought him which back. Which happens a lot. Yeah, it's an untapped uh, field. Thing. They're going to do a uh, part three using Ava Gabor's corpse, I believe. <laughs> so you can look forward to that coming out in the summer. Ah, that was like my third Ava Gabor reference this week. So I'm really on a, I'm really on a Gabor any, roll. Any assignments for me tonight? Uh, just shut up, and don't bring up the whole ass shaving incident. Okay, what? it's an inside insider, guys. Elizabeth. By the way, we got some great faxes here when they Hi. come around top of the hour. Maybe. Okay, we'll read those. We'll get to the faxes. Elizabeth. Hi. You're on Love Line. Okay, I'll try to make this a really short story. Mm-hmm. I'm in a really bad situation with this guy that like my best friend and um for a long time we were just friends but he knew that i really liked him because that's kind of the reason we were introduced um by a mutual friend but anyways one night we were drinking and we were both a little buzzed and we messed around and i thought that it was you know just like a one-time thing but now every time we get together we messed around and it's been going on for like three months every weekend and i didn't really care at first because i really liked him so it was great but i knew that he didn't want a serious relationship but now i feel like i could falling in love with him and I don't get what's up with him because one minute he'll act like he wants a relationship and then he'll act like he just wants to mess around his friends. Right. That would be the pre and post masturbation phone call, by the way. I know how guys work. This is a great case for why women should not sort of be careless with becoming sexually active with, with guys. Uh, by the way, when we had Drew's wife on here last Valentine's yeah, yeah. Day, we found out yeah, that but, he got some on the first but, date. Oh. So <laughs> do as I do, not as I say, or do as I say, not as I do, I think is what yeah, Drew is saying. But the fact is that it, it is a treacherous reality that generates feelings that people don't expect. Let's put it this way. In our culture, in this country, people don't discuss the fact that vi- I, I happen to marry this woman, right? That's a, that's a, that's a, it supports my theory that that act generates intense feelings, and we don't talk about that enough, and that people get hurt and abused a lot because of that. It right. generates an intimacy that you, that creates feelings that mostly for the women, okay, uh, can become very painful and and cause you to have to go through a, a lot of unpleasantness. Right. Okay. 
Okay. Well, no, wait a minute. How much, how much fooling around are you doing? I mean. Um, a lot. All the, I hate saying no, all the way, not, but. We're not having sex, but we're doing everything except for having sex. Right. And I mean everything. Uh-huh. All right. But, okay, the thing is, though, is that. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not, you're not, uh, you're not doing that taboo thing with the butt, are you? No. Oh, okay. Because when you go, I mean everything. That's immediately where one's mind goes. No, 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 no. no. Well, I mean, we, we've had people strange call it, call it, and say, "Well, I'm, I'm not a virgin. I'm a virgin, but we, my boyfriend, are doing this, this thing." No, okay. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it's like. Okay, but what I was gonna say is, before we ever started messing around, I, whenever we had been friends for like a long time and everything like that, and it just seemed like things were going in the right direction. So I told him how I felt about him. I didn't say, you know, that I loved him because I didn't love him then. But I told him that I really liked him and I wanted a relationship and stuff. And he said that he wasn't ready for that and he just wanted to be friends. But then, like a month after that, we start. That's when we started messing around. All right, Elizabeth, how old's this guy? He's eighteen. All right, let me tell you how the eighteen-year-old mind works no. because I know because oh, that's boy. where I am emotionally. Guys, <laughs> that would be, be true. Women, it, it's like a scavenger hunt. They run out, they grab Elizabeth, run home, throw her in the basket, then run out looking for the next one. No, he but knows he's not he, like that. And oh, I know, oh, he's I know not. What every girl says, but it's true. He's not like he's not like the Mac Daddy. Yeah, but you. Had one girl but he's already checked you off the list. Do you know what I'm saying, Elizabeth? He knows. He knows you're there. He knows that if all else fails, he can always have you. Yeah, but I mean, should I talk to him and tell him? Because I mean, we haven't talked about it since we've messed around. Right. That, that, that and and now that you are into this, that's exactly what you have to do. Because there's no way I know that we can't just stop messing around. That's right. It's, the, it's right. It's too late that the, these feelings have been generated, and you're not talking about it, and that's the problem. You've got to sort of reconcile it now. Either end your relationship, which is one uh, potential, have a more serious relationship, or try to deal it, deal it, dial it back to when it was just a friendship. But it would be very difficult to do that. Guys, single guys. You know what's going to happen. He's going to come over. He's going to be like rubbing on her. He's going to have a few paps tall boys in him. And they're going to, and she's going to try to have this conversation. And he's just going to go, she's going to go, but I have strong feelings for you. Do you have strong feelings? Uh huh. Uh huh. Do you, do you, do you find me? Uh, uh huh. Uh huh. Do you agree with Hitler and all his actions? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. This is great. He's a great man. And that's what's going to happen. He's just going to agree to everything. She has to use actions, not words. She has to – that's what that's I true. think. She has to have this conversation on the phone, mm. not while he's over there with his erection. Mm. Huh? I, I oh, just, come on, Drew. I, I understand what you're saying, and I, I don't disagree, but I just think generally these kinds of discussions are better face-to-face. -face. Yeah, except – all right. All right. I made my point. I, I hear it. I, I, I think people agree with me. What do these guys think? Uh, Elizabeth, you got you got to talk to him, whether it's face to face or, or over the phone. Because who knows? Maybe maybe he's just you know shy and uh, has been afraid to approach the subject with you. But but talk to him. <clears throat> what did he say? <laughs> he doesn't even know what really he said. He, he's thinking about weekend at Bernie's three and how to get in, how to get involved with that. Joey, you have any words of advice? Uh, not really. I wasn't a uh, very uh, I All wasn't right. a ladies' man. Well, you get the next call. I get the next call. We'll move on. <laughs> I'll pass. Jenny. Hi. The problem is we have no teleprompter in here. I know you guys are used to working off Where's the teleprompter. Where's my script? If we can get some cue cards Where's in here, that would be Where's the fluff girl? Where's the catering truck? Now, that's language I understand. <laughs> Jenny. Hi, Dr. Drew, Adam, Jonathan, Joey. Wow. Um, I have Jenny. a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. I've seen these commercials on TV about, like, cybergenics and stuff where mm. you, like, lose all this weight in, like, two weeks. Mm. And it says consult a physician. And I was, like, wondering why. Like, what are the side effects? Or what's I don't know. What What is the premise of the diet? 
Anybody know? You don't eat so much, you lose weight. What What is the, the cybergenic part of this? It speeds up your metabolism, I guess. I don't. I've know. seen the commercials. We were talking about this uh, during the break. It's it's the person. It's it's a woman saying she has her class reunion coming yeah. up. Yeah, those ones. Well, right, and she she has like two weeks in order to drop right. some inches. Really, the most weight you can lose is about a quarter pound per day, uh, and that's was pretty much starvation. Well, and, you, and even that will plateau out because your body will adjust and try to sustain itself. It'll try to slow its metabolism down so you're not losing at the same rate. Um, so I don't know what's in this. I don't know what maybe they're tricking the body. Sometimes you can trick the body by having high protein diets, so you you sort of basically deplete all the the what's called glycogen or carbohydrate stores, and so the body starts burning up fat. And you supply it just with protein uh, uh, fuel. Uh, it's probably something to do with that, but I don't know. And it, so consulting a physician because you know high protein diets are tough on the kidneys. If you're diabetic, if you're uh, you know t terribly obese and cause various electrolyte problems. So it's probably just a formality that they want to be sure that you're medically appropriate or safe to handle this kind of diet. I'm thinking wear vertical stripes. Eric. <laughs> How's it going? Hey, you're on Loveline. How's it going? Yes, you're on Loveline. Adam, you're hilarious, bud. Uh, oh, thank you, Eric. Jonathan, Joey, how's it going? Bud? Hey, what's up, man? Okay, well, I kind of have a dual question for Dr. Drew. And this will be for Adam. Adam. I know you'll come in eventually no, he, and give me your two cents. The but. boys are going to chime in on this one. Okay. Uh, as I lovingly refer to them <laughs> as. Way back in high school, they told us, you know, you're supposed to use lubrication with the condom, you know, KY jelly, that kind of stuff. Do you apply that directly to the condom? I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer question, but... Yeah, you can. Just directly to the condom? Yeah. What What is it your... What is the problem you have with that? There is no problem just for, for the necessary lubrica lubrication. Yeah, you can that. do that. You can do that. Okay, and then the second part of this... Well, you understand, the reason they coach you on what kind of lubricant is if you use a petroleum-based lubricant, you can dissolve the condom. Yeah, well, that, that, was, that was kind of a fear of mine, but... Um, the second part of this question is... Um, kind of along the lines of what you were talking about with that other guy about, you know, stimulating the woman into orgasm. Um, but the foreplay part of it, um, if you're using your own penis, you know, your own erection. As opposed to the <laughs> rental penis or the penis sitting next to you. Now, yeah. if it doesn't come back with a full load of sperm, we're going to have to charge you. Like I said, I knew yeah. you'd chime in with a few cents, but... Uh, uh, is it still effective with a condom? I mean, do you still get the desired effect with the condom on? Let's ask Jonathan Silverman and Joey Slotnick of the special guy. Is, 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 is what the same? The desired effect, the orgasm, this the is, foreplay. The, this is what I'm wondering. What is he, What are you talking about? Wait, do you, are you trying to get uh, have uh, your lady uh, have an orgasm with uh, when you're wearing a condom? Well, listen to what I'm saying. Uh, right. It's kind of along the lines of what you were talking to that other guy about. You know, you go down there, you go down on her, except you're using your penis instead of your mouth, and you're, um, it's kind of, it's foreplay before penetration. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so is it still effective with the condom on? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to say yes, and let's flip the cards, Arlene. I'm with this guy. This guy's like uh, Nietzsche here. He's, he's, he's the teenage Nietzsche. Penis and Superman. <laughs> Is the nature of the condom good or evil? <laughs> if a condom fell off a shelf in the forest and nobody... Okay. Well, hey, at least, at least he's using he, a condom. He's really yeah. using yeah. a condom. Applaud that. He certainly is using a condom. With his own penis. And we'll be back. Loveline, we'll be right back. When we're damn good and ready. 
Here's what's hot right now at PodcastOne.com. Steve Austin's always shooting the proverbial shinola with wrestling stars, MMA stars, hot chicks, sometimes people like you on the phone. But the one thing we know about Steve is he dedicates every episode of the Steve Austin Show to the working man. You'll get to hear all the strange and unique thoughts that bounce around this skull of mine. Check it out for yourself. Go to PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastONE.com. Ageless male, baby. Guys, you get a little bit older, you slow down a little. Lose a little of that testosterone. Is this an attack on me? Sex drive. Sex drive slowing down a little. Ageless male. They're going to put you back in the driver's seat. See the way I did that? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it's free. That's right. Free. Ageless male. You call today and you get a free bottle. 1-800-914-0011. So, how can you go wrong? It's free. 1-800-914-0011. And uh, helps boost testosterone levels, helps support healthy energy. Ageless Male is the ultimate supplement for men. And you call today and you get a bottle for free. Free, baby. There's nothing cheaper than free. But supplies are limited, so let's get going. 800-914-0011 for a free bottle of Ageless Male. Back with Jonathan Silverman and Joy Slotnick of this single guy can be seen on NBC. Let's just watch Friends and and then just <laughs> stick around. Get busy. Watch Friends and make like a long distance phone call or something about the end of that. <laughs> and you're there and uh, no, you could actually watch the single guy and enjoy it. I think it's a great show. Thanks. So That's much. it. I really I, of course, it. I'm. Look, that would the, be God. If, I, if, the, if the show was horrible, producer, and I couldn't kid this way. This is true. Okay. Right. But seriously, do you ever, does the producers ever tell you to wear like a sweatshirt that says Seinfeld's coming? Like, <laughs> no, okay. Joey and I have this little running joke going that, that, that the time slot is so golden that, that you could just put on snow for a half hour and it, it would come at number five. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the next morning in the coffee, did you guys see uh, the snow last night? Oh, it was, <laughs> it was hilarious, man. Yeah. Blizzard. It was really, really snowy. <laughs> The phone numbers here at Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. Faxes like <clears throat> this one from Dave regarding Adam and his talc fetish. Um, guys, um, I talk all the time about dumping talc down my shorts before I leave the house in the morning. And you guys may want to think about this and may want to work it into an episode. I don't comfort, know. Well, <clears throat> you know, you work up, That's if you're like me, feel. if you're a lot of man... Yeah, just a pinch between my cheek and gum. <laughs> no, but the, the thing is, is I work a sweat up down there, and I'm not ashamed to say it because I I've, I, I attribute it. I'm, I got, I'm too much man to be confined by pants, and it starts heating up in there. It's like a, a boiler room, and I'll dump the talc, and it'll keep it fresh. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Because nice you get feeling. that. Sure, I don't sure. care who you are. You got that smell. I've been what. adjusting myself the whole uh, time I've been. At the end of the day, and it helps for clingage because sometimes the scrotum will will make friends with the inner thigh uh -huh. and they'll buddy yeah. up oh, and yeah. they'll, sure. and and the, there's many things it helps for. I'm I'm I, Joey is too. I, I'm I'm willing to try it on national television and tomorrow's show. All right. Do you, do you wear boxer shorts? No, no. I wear the briefs. See, you got to go to the boxer. Oh, yeah. boxer. Oh, you know, here's man. the thing. Here's the I thing about the boxer. But yeah, but okay. But don't you have this problem? The the fly seems to open on its own, and then the the 
Mr. Ed comes out of the barn door no. there, and then all, all of a sudden it feels we were talking about. It's like a gag reflex. It's like, you know when someone puts their finger down your mouth and doesn't uh-huh. have to touch anything, yeah, but you yeah. know it's sure, there? Sure. My penis knows. Okay. I have a clairvoyant, you gotta get, like you gotta get some good penis. Boxers. you got to get some good boxers. Oh, is that what I need? Because yeah. mine is like more than the three ninety nine. Yeah. for Christ's sake. I get four of them for that. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, anyway, the fax goes on to say, uh, guys, great show. I have a question for Adam. With all the talc you put on every day, what would it happen if you were getting a Hummer on the spot? Ha ha, yeah, right. It could happen. Talc tastes real bad. Nah, I don't know from experience, he goes on to say. Uh, maybe you should reconsider the whole talc thing. Well, here's the deal. It is true that women do not want to eat talc, but I say they take talc over that cheesy Sort of gouda, kind of sweaty, kind of. It's not the anus. Asparagus. It's not bad breath. We don't know where it, what it is, but it's bad. <laughs> they would rather taste the talc than taste the wrath of nothing <laughs> wrong with little Johnson and Johnson. That I is right, even if it's the on the Johnson. The <laughs> <laughs> Oops, <laughs> what I do? Oh, I got it, Lenny. Yes. Yes. Hey, hey. how are you, Adam? Doctor Drew. I love the show. I watch it all the time. It's terrific. Fantastic. Yeah, listen to that. And a single guy, you, Mr. Slotnick, Mr. Silverman, you guys are just, just, just terrific. That guy who plays Matt Parker is wonderful, too. Oh, don't you oh, love Matt that? Parker? Uh, yeah. I, like Clint Eastwood, I he think. looks a little like Charles Groden. Yeah, the oh, guy's... I, I don't see that at all. The no. guy's name is Mark Moses, Mark Moses and the bastard didn't show. Uh, yeah. You know, what the hell, I wish he was there. He gave guy. some dumb cockamamie excuse about his wife leaving town and he's uh, got a babysit. Like no, I think he's turning tricks down yeah, on Santa Monica doing. Boulevard. That's what I think. I'll tell you, if I see that guy... I'm going to kick his butt. That's right. You have he a uses question? talc. Oh, I got, I got some questions for, for both uh, Mrs. Botnick and Mrs. Silverman. Uh, I live with my fiance, and she, she's beautiful. But last weekend, I was at Mardi Gras. You know, it was terrific. <laughs> you know, Mr. Silverman, I saw you in a float. I waved, but you didn't see me. I was in the I was in the crowd. I tried to throw some beads your way, Lenny. Yeah, well, I had a lot of them, and this is a problem. I had so many beads that this one girl, like beads, went home with me. Uh-huh. It was terrible. We went to the uh, Napoleon Four Hotel in the French School. It was awful. And we got there, but I felt very guilty about my fiance and stuff. But um, as we got there... I don't know, Mr. Johnson wasn't performing too well. I drank too many hurricanes or something. So she asked me to satisfy her another way, and so I, I sort of went down on her. Right. And, uh, well, to make a long story short, I fell asleep. <laughs> Lenny, you passed out? Bad, you know? I, yeah, I just sort of passed out. The next morning I woke up, it was I, I was scared. It was like triple canopy jungle or something. But it was a little awful. But um, <laughs> the problem is, is, is when I got back to Los Angeles, I thought I had this, uh, this infection. Right. It was in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just, and I'm not quite sure what I should do about this. Sty Boy? Yeah. Can I ask you your Christian name real fast? Lenny, Lenny, Lenny. Would it be Mark Moses? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Studio City, California, the other guy on the single guy, yeah, Mark Moses. Right? The man who is too important to show up at the Loveline Studios. <laughs> Moses, you have Moses, you had me going, man. You did. I, I was going to kind of do this talk for you. Did, I was going to make fun of you. Did he get you guys going? Yeah, totally. I had no idea. Well, oh, you're an idiot. I had no idea. <laughs> okay, well, you guys rock on and I'll see you early tomorrow morning. All, All right, right, Mark. Brother. Thanks for calling. Great talking to you. Thanks for calling, Mark. And maybe we'll have the pleasure of meeting you one day. <laughs> Sure. But not not all that funny because there are two serious sexually transmitted diseases you can get of the eye, maybe three. What would oh, that be, Doctor? Really? You can get a chlamydia in the oh. eye; it's devastating. Herpes in the eye causes blindness, oh. and uh, uh, syphilis can occur in and around the eye. There, I mean, this this is like serious what stuff. That? You get chlamydia in the yes, eye? Yes. 
Yes. Really? Who do you know who's had chlamydia in the eye? I've seen, ca- I've seen cases, but the, the really <laughs> but they the, haven't seen you. The, the the herpes is the thing that can be really devastating. In the eye? Yes. Oh, God, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> All right, Drew. Thanks for that. Okay, so you don't rinse with uh, Clorox or anything to get rid of it. Right? No. Do you? No. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Mark. God bless you, Moses. Take care. So, Drew. Madam. <laughs> now, can you get herpes in the eye if, let's say you had a, a, a sore on your lip. Yes. Let's say you rub your lip yes. and rub or your somebody, eye. Or you, you kiss, you know. I, I, I get cold, cold sores on my on my uh, lip. Oh, I see. You call them cold sores. Yeah, everyone else, it's a shanker, I, I, it's I a herpes get, lesion. Get, you get a little cold sore. <laughs> Did you notice that? He gets a I little cold sore on his penis. <laughs> well, wait a minute, wait a minute. But I worry when I kiss my kids that this could transmit something to, particularly if you're if you you're, you know, they're moving around, you get them in the eye, that could transmit a herpetic virus into the eye. Hmm. And then does it grow there like a like a lesion? Or I mean, how do you no, go it's blind? It's in the eye. The cornea gets affected by it. Wow. Yeah. Now that could be that would be just be beyond irritating. Is there yeah. any way we can it's have someone painful. call up who's got uh, herpes in the eye? Herpes? No, not herpes. There's two kinds. There's herpes simplex ophthalmicus and herpes zoster ophthalmicus and the, Herpes, the shingles, the eye is pretty common, but the herpes simplex now can happen. It's relatively unusual. <sighs> well, thanks for grinding <laughs> us to a halt there. $10,000 to the guy who calls up with the herpes of the eye. <laughs> and can prove it. Leanne. Yes. Hi. You're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. Um, well, this sort of goes along with your lovely infection conversation. Fantastic. <laughs> Adam is just lifted by this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I really uh, don't you, like you infections. Talk, you, you, yeah, I know. You get really quite a puss when we talk about this stuff. It's <laughs> just... <laughs> uh, um, Dr. Drew, this is a medical question. Yeah. Um, I tend to always get yeast infections. Right. And I seem to never be able to get rid of it. Right. Um, I have, you know, been to the doctor. I have tried every over-the-counter medication. Always the creams and things. Yes. Yeah. It always seems to come back. Mm-hmm. Are you sure it's yeast? Um, it's supposedly it is. The the doctor has always you know said that that's what it is. It's You've had a culture. More serious. You've had a culture. No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. And so. Um, what have you tried besides uh, besides the cream? Um, that's all. They just I have had a prescription from the doctor that was like a three day medication. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be. Uh, you know, stronger strength, but Leanne, does does anything trigger it like sex? Yeah, definitely. Right, really, really anything that changes the environment in there can trigger it. Uh, people have suggested that diet can do it, and maybe that's so, what I was going to ask about. I, you know, I, of the people that I've dealt with that have these recurrent yeast infections, I've never really noticed that diet has that much to do with it. No. And if you're diabetic, certainly yes, diet can have a lot to do with it. But if you have a normal metabolism, it it really doesn't. But if you're using a condom, new sexual condom, anything that irritates that area can change the environment in such a way as to predispose to yeast infections. Right. So, it's, I mean, your boyfriend needs to be looked at. Maybe he's harboring some in his. Well, that's what I was. He could was be harboring aliens in his. <laughs> and about a yeast infection. Are there, are there any yes. Thank you, Drew. Yes. Yes. Symptoms in, in a guy. Not necessarily. None at all. Not not necessarily. You there know, can be. Let me let me just say this. I'm no doctor, but I was a mechanic at one time. We had something called parts dip. And that's where you, you're, let's say you're tearing down a carburetor and you want to, it's got like gum and resin and stuff like that, carbon on it. You dip it in this stuff and clean everything like no one's business. And then you put it back together and everything worked better. I'm saying, is there some sort of penis dip out there? I don't mean dip, you know, like onion dip, but I mean something that a guy could, you know, some swab, some sort of something like a wet nap or something, something where a guy could just sterilize himself. And therefore, reduce the chances of having uh, problems like yeast infections or, or causing those problems. No, 
But did he, does does he wear a condom now? No, it's my so husband. What if, what if he started doing that for a while? See if that controlled it. What? And, and, and by the way, there are some very, very effective medications out there. But not yet. You've been given Terazol, which is this yeah, three-day cream you've been but, given. But there are oral medications that sometimes you can try. Are. Yeah, Diflucan and whatnot. And sometimes if you use those, that tends to eradicate or at least keep it under control for an extended period of time. I'm so, sick with unleavened bread. Yeah, what? I'll try that. Yeah, challah is a bad oh, way to go. You guys are Jewish, right? The matzah. Yeah. The matzah cracker. You guys couldn't wait. You had 40 years to cross the <laughs> desert, but you couldn't wait for the bread to rise. I love that story. I don't mean places to, make, to go. I don't mean to make fun of your faith, but 40 years seems like enough time to wait for the bread to rise. Well, we're Who knew? Who knew I knew this? <laughs> <sighs> we'll be back with Johnson Silverman and Johnson. Joey. Johnson, Johnson Silverman. Jonathan Silverman yeah. and Joey Slotnick from The Single Guy. Loveline will be right back to say something interesting or humorous or something. Number one eight hundred L O V E one nine one. Fax number three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. This is Adam Corolla with Doctor Drew. Yay! He's a board certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, and also on tonight's show we have Jonathan Silverman and Joey Slotnick. <clears throat> <laughs> I got a whole career outside of radio. Man, alive. Wow. Great. Now, we were just told to talk a little about something. The movie you're going to be in, May 17th? May 17th, it opens. Twister. Twister. Best trailer out there right now. Yeah. Pretty kick. Yeah, yeah say kick, kick ass. ass trailer. Yeah, kick you could say, like, trailer. kick boob. All right, sweet. <laughs> It's a kick boob trailer, and you play a guy running from wind. Well, actually, right? we're chasing wind. Oh, you're. Oh, yeah, you're, we're chasing. No, we're I'm the guy chasers. running from wind in the <laughs> studio, <laughs> which reminds me. Anyhow, yeah, we uh, we're we're chasing uh, tornadoes. So you play one of those guys who's a tornado. Tor- they call them like tornado chasers. Yeah, tornado right? chasers. They, kind they of like out. a cross between a geologist and a computer programmer. Hmm. And they they get they get the video camera, mm-hmm. and they get like the. Uh, you know the Ford Explorer, or right, something, right. And, and they, they get they as drive. close as they possibly yeah. can, yep. without That's being un- killed. We met we met some hilarious storm chasers, and these guys, you know, they have these hilarious looking like uh, station wagons and just tons of Imodium D packages in their car, so they can drive for eleven hours without stopping, basically, really to chase the storm. And are yeah. these guys kind of off? A yeah, they're a little off. They're weird. I mean, they're, they're they? a lot of. I, mean, I played a student, but they're re- very odd because they're inside literally ten months out of the year, and there's two months for storm season, like June, July. May June, where they get out and they just look for bad weather, and then it's, and then when they see it, it's like, oh yeah, baby, and drop a hose. Now they're they're making these, they're they're like selling these videos and stuff oh, on, on unbelievable on the channels is like, um, uh, Mother Nature at her worst. <laughs> Watch out for storm a ninety six. Watch a guy get pummeled by a mountain lion right. while he's chasing a storm. <laughs> it's bad enough you turn on the news like all week. The news has been storm watch ninety six. It is raining in Los Angeles. 
windows. Yeah, here are some tips. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Roll your windows up. We know it can be a confusing time for many Los Angelinos. Break, break early. Yeah, I love that. And I, I like I like when they do that BS. We're opening a whole different section now. We're at the AccuWeather Stormfront. Dad. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, my ass. You know, like, Buchanan won New Hampshire, and for 20 minutes on the news last night was Stormwatch 96. We'll be back to talk more about storms in 10. This is Loveline on Radio Station. All righty, we're here with Jonathan Silverman and Joyce Slotnick of The Single Guy, NBC, snuggled very nicely, nestled <laughs> in between Friends and Great Seinfeld, idea. and we're just talking about Twister, which is uh, going to be Joyce's upcoming movie, May 17th, and we're talking about the Stormfront and the all stars. that kind of good stuff. So this story's about guys who go out and chase, because I saw the trailer, and the trailer looks great. There's not really any dialogue. No, you really in don't it. see anything. This trailer's this, uh, you know, this uh, farm family running from this. It takes place. It's at night, and they're, they're basically it's lit by these uh, lightning, and they just run into their storm cellar, and the uh, tornado pretty much rips the storm cellar door off. I love those folks. Cause they're real intelligent because then CNN goes and interviews, and they go, "You've been wiped out by a tornado for the last 26 years straight. You think <laughs> about moving to the city? No, we're going to stay put. I'm going to stay in Galveston, Texas, because this is where I live." And this is where I was born. I love the place. And, of course, it's flooded every year. <laughs> My dad's life was destroyed by a twister. <laughs> His father before yeah. that and dad gamut. My life's going to be ruined by a twister. We heard some scary tornado stories. Cows just standing there still with their heads ripped off by a tornado. Wow. Still standing up. I love those stories where they right talk here. about like a, like, a, like a meter, like a parking meter was punched through a fat guy or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, a huge scene in the movie. Oh, really? Oh, I, fat I, guy parking. I don't want to give that was the whole just a guess. Thing away, I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to give it away, but yeah. But, you know, like blades of grass stuck in metal. That's yeah, but happens. does that happen? It happens. Yeah. It happens. It's oh, Drew, crazy. what do you know? You no, don't I've know. Seen, I've seen. You've yeah. never ha had any patience with a blade. Doc. <laughs> no, no, no blade of grass. Get the defibrillator. This guy's got uh, sod on his forehead. <laughs> Let's move. <laughs> I mean, anything traveling at 150 miles an hour is going to hurt. Yeah, Lay. Lee. 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 All right. How you doing? Fine. I'm calling. I have a question for the um, Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of a woman that anytime she held her uh, bladder, her bladder got too full and, she, full and she was holding her pee too long, that she would have an orgasm? No. You've never heard of that? I've never heard it. But I, I guess I'm hearing about it right now. Yeah. <laughs> really? I, actually, I was just calling to find out more if you had ever heard of that. I've never heard of that. This happens to you? Yes, it does. So, Lee, you cannot have an orgasm until your bladder fills up? <clears throat> well, um, that's um, not all the way true. It, that does happen to me almost every day. Now, mm -hmm. are you saying you have to fill your bladder, but it's not with beer, is it? No, no, it's not something I try to do. I have a sit-down job. I will be sitting there drinking coffee or whatever, being involved in my work, not even thinking about anything erotic. And then a smile comes over And then you get paid for it. And, you know, it just happens. And, and so you uh, will have an orgasm right there at work? Yes. Wow. D does anyone, any of coworkers ask what exactly is going on? Why you're so dang happy? You don't have like your your male your male coworkers going, uh, Lee, I got I, you some I Gatorade and a twelve pack. Uh, 
I was just, you know, in the Circle K getting a getting a coffee on the way I'm, in. And... I'm serious here. I, I think I've only been caught like twice, but um, yeah, I mean, this is true. I, All right, what about when you're with a man? Forget about happened. the work orgasm. It never happened. You cannot have an orgasm with a man. It's not that I don't want to or that I don't enjoy it, but uh, it just hasn't happened. All right, but what if you had to piss so bad you couldn't see <laughs> and a man got on you? I, to tell you the truth, I've never tried it. Well, maybe I should try it. Well, yeah, look, give it a whirl. I Who mean, knows what can happen? <laughs> right, let's. Well, like, scary thought. Well, listen, Lee, you want to have an orgasm with a man, right? It would be nice. Okay. She's very evasive tonight. <laughs> you you want to have an orgasm with a man. You only have an orgasm when your bladder's full. So let's take that. It's like that commercial for Reese's where the peanut butter, where the chocolate bar gets stuffed into the peanut butter thing. Let's I don't do that. Paul having to go to the bathroom during sex. You? Uh, what, what was the question? I said I don't recall ever having to, having the urge of having to go to the bathroom when I'm during sex. I mean, do you? You just have a big, big bottle of water right next to the bed. Yeah. Just keep swinging. And plus, if you hook up with a French guy, they could be into that kind of sure, thing. Or, it, or Chuck Berry. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Get on the glass <laughs> coffee table, baby. Hey, hey. Come on now. Hey, Sean. Hello, Adam. Dr. Drew, Joey, Jonathan, what's up? Hey. What's up, man? Hey, Dr. Drew, I have a problem. Yeah. Um, I think I'm addicted to the medicine that I've been prescribed, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm taking Vicodin ES for right. pain. Tremendously addictive medicine. Okay, because uh, what happened was I was uh, I was shot, and this happened uh, over a year ago. And uh, they've given me different medicines and different procedures. I get like uh, epidurals every now and then. Right. I used to get them a lot before. I've had over ninety of them. Uh, what What is that? It's It's an injection into the spine to try to reduce pain in spine. Where'd you get shot? I got shot in the leg. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, what happened was it severed the sciatic nerve. Oh. And it left my foot paralyzed, but the nerve is growing back. Mm. And I have a lot of regeneration pain. It's called mm -hmm. RSD. How, re re you reflex, get shot? reflex what? sympathetic I want to know how, what he did to get shot. Well, actually, I was hit by a drunk driver. And uh, after uh, the guy, like, hit me, he, like, tried to take off and his car broke down. And I tried to, I went up behind him, got his license plate number, and as I tried to drive away, he shot three times into my car. Wow. Wow. So it's, it's not bad enough that this guy rammed you, but then he shot at you. Right. Did the doctor give you, you know. Did you get the guy? Yeah, they got him the next day. Wait, is he in prison now? Yeah, he got five years, and uh, he'll be deported afterwards. Right. And it's a good thing he had that gun in his glove box for protection, isn't it? Right. That's the beauty. Oh, let me just go off for one second on these NRA holes for a second. You know, they're always talking about law-abiding citizens, you know. we What's wrong with a law-abiding citizen having a gun for his own protection? This is what's wrong with it. Because these guys, this guy purchased a gun. Yes, thank you. He purchased this gun not to go shoot Sean in the sciatic nerve. 
He got it because he's got a couple of kids and he was worried about their safety. He owns his own business and he should be able to carry his own protection. He did it because the Constitution says that if he wants to carry and all these Pat Buchanan a-holes and all these guys want to make sure that guys that shot Sean can have a gun legally. But the problem is, is these guys go out and they tilt a few back and their mind gets going and all of a sudden they're back in high school and the, the testosterone is surging and boom, they get into an accident, they they blank out, they freak out, and the first thing they go for is a gun. And these guys with their, all right, relax over there. These guys with their argument, hey, if a guy wants to kill someone, a guy can kill someone. Yeah, like this guy's going to go to the trunk and get a tire iron out and throw it through the side of your car and rupture your sciatic nerve. I don't think so. I think the fact that this guy had a gun is why this guy is in all this pain right now. And I bet the guy who got the gun's in a lot of pain and wishes he never bought that. And that's all I have to say about the NRA holes. Woo! Yes. God bless America. Okay. Sean? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so the thing is, like, I have a lot of, uh, I, have, I have more good days than I do bad days now. Yeah. And, uh, on, on the Vicodin. Right. How much Vicodin are you taking? Well, it says take one to two. And How much you taking? I take about six a day. Is that a ton? No, it's not a ton. Uh, why do you think you're addicted? Well, there's times when my foot isn't hurting, but You'll the rest take of it. my body feels like crap. Well, that could be Vicodin withdrawal. Okay. And, and I, I make a real distinction between dependency, meaning that you're on it so much that if you stop, you have a withdrawal syndrome, and addiction. Addiction su suggests that there's progressivity to it, and that in spite of mounting losses and dysfunction, you continue to preoccupy and pursue the drug. That's really not what you're describing. You're saying that I'm using a lot, and when I try to taper down, I feel a withdrawal syndrome. Right. So you're dependent on the drug, but you're not really an addict per se. You have no family history of alcoholism. You weren't an alcoholic before this happened, right? No, no. You have never been addicted to other substances. No. Yeah, you're just dependent on Vicodin. And you, you should, you, you, I'm sure you have a pain specialist working with you, right? Right. You should talk to that person about strategies you could use to maybe, you know, get off it more comfortably and or switch to another pain medication that would be slightly weaker but not as likely to cause these sort of peaks and valleys in your in your levels in your, in your body. Sean, can I ask you a question that has nothing to do with this? Uh-huh. Well, a little to do with it. When did the doc say, if that bullet was another eighth of an inch to the left, you'd be dead? Actually, he did. He said if it was like about two inches higher, it would have hit an artery and I could have bled to death. I love that. Every time a doctor gets a bullet out of somebody, they go, you know, it's a good thing that bullet wasn't another quarter inch to the right. Because that would have, you know what I'm saying, Doc? You know that. You've yeah, done well, that, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. Pull a bullet out of a man and then say it's a good thing it wasn't another. Right. But here's my argument. It's a good thing it wasn't another eight inches to the right. It would have missed him altogether. <laughs> kind of stupid argument is that. You're very lucky, you know, Sean. Yeah, I do. You're very, very lucky. I don't think he's lucky. He got shot in the leg. Yeah, Sean, what? Uh, I was told that sometimes this pain could last a lifetime or it could go away or it could get worse. Well, you're talking about the RSDS, which right. is the reflex, reflex sympathetic dystrophy syndrome. And there are more aggressive treatments for that. They can block the sympathetic nerves and whatnot that, you know. Lots of things can be done for that. Uh, you might even want to consult with a rheumatologist. They tend to work a lot with RSDS. Uh, my suspicion is it will be short-lived. Yes, it can be chronic. Okay. It can be chronic. All right. All right, great. Thank you very much. Good luck to you, Sean. Uh, Joey Slotnick, Jonathan Silverman, ever hooked on any pain medication? No, and never been shot either. Really? Sean got a raw deal. That's, that sucks. We've talked to a lot of people that got raw deals last couple of days, haven't we? 
Yeah, we had a guy who was doing time for for divergentizing someone in a gentle way. Well, I know that sounds like I'm sugarcoating it, but this this guy last night did time in prison for essentially going out with his girlfriend who was a couple of years younger than he. Tonight we got Sean who's got shot in the sciatic nerve. It's just a damn good thing that bullet wasn't two inches higher than <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Alyssa. Yeah. You're on Loveline. Well, hi, everybody. Love the single guy. Well, Love thanks, the Loveline. It's just great. Fantastic. I have a major question. Mm-hmm. I'm 28 years old and a widow. I've been widowed for seven years what? now. And this I is just more raw deals. Pardon? Well, your, boy, your husband died when he was how old? He was 33. What happened? He was on steroids, went crazy, and committed suicide. You know, that that is more common than people imagine. I, oh, have, yeah. I have had two patients kill themselves from depressions related to anabolic steroids. Sure it wasn't when they saw the bill? No. <laughs> they, I, there were people I actually was consulting on, not, not actively involved in their cases, but it, it, depression is a very common outcome from court, from the anabolic, you know, bodybuilding steroids. Was he a bodybuilder? Yes, he was. And he was already bipolar before he even started the steroids. Oh, boy. And uh, he just... Our son wasn't even a year old when he passed away. Uh. So you can imagine, you know, I've been pretty freaked out. I found him. Um, I went on a drinking spree, a drug spree. I went into counseling. I did the whole thing. And about a year ago, I started dating another bodybuilder. He's natural, though. And I'm right now, I'm preparing to move in with him in three months. I have half my stuff down there and half my stuff at my house. And how is, is this guy stable? Yeah. Very sure? I, I don't trust the bodybuilders because well, they look good, so good. See, my boyfriend's not competing. My husband was. Right. I mean, yeah, your 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 husband was 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 full blown. I uh-huh. mean, he was doing he was doing the steroids. He was shaving and tanning and and pumping Protein, out powder drink. Everything. Right. Okay. Yeah. This guy's just more of a hobby. Yeah. Okay. You know, he's he's thirty eight years old, and you know, he doesn't want to get old. You know, <laughs> but he won't dye his hair. He's half gray. I don't I don't get the clue here, but. The thing of it is, is that sort of capitulation when you do that. <laughs> what what's been going on is I've been going through my stuff, and I mean it's been seven years. I'm still pulling syringes out of my stuff, and I just I found a couple more the other day and broke down crying. And ever since then, I've been freaked out about moving in with my boyfriend because I never said goodbye to my husband. We were fighting when he left. I didn't tell my loved him or anything when he left. He told me he loved me, and I found that to be weird. That's why I followed him. But there was no closure there with him, and I'm afraid by moving in with my boyfriend that this might happen again. My husband wasn't in competition when I met him. Hang on. You're, you're just worried you're going to go through the exact same thing again, or is it you're just concerned that by becoming vulnerable and intimate you might suffer loss again? I think a little bit of both. Because you know, it doesn't sound like you're acting, you know, you've got the exact same circumstances playing out here. Yeah. Well, let me say this because we 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 are short on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, is this what happened to you was uh, traumatizing, obviously. Mm-hmm. And there's no uh, thirty seconds worth of dialogue that Drew or I or Jonathan or Joey could spit out at you that's going to fix it because this was you found the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the one-year-old. I mean, this is this is something Terrible. that th- this yeah. can take a lifetime yeah. to get completely over. But you can certainly get it to a point where it's manageable. Uh-huh. But it seems to me that you're going to have to get involved with some counseling. Yeah, see, now I've done that for five years. 
and, and, and codependency and, counseling. But it, but well, there's nothing. There's no fast fix to this one. Right. I mean, this is a this falls under the, this is bigger than moving. Right. It's bigger than you know your folks dying uh, as an adult. I'd imagine. Right. I mean, this is the this is ranks right up there. Right. Absolutely. And, and there is there is something that does occur to me though that does worry me a little bit about what you're saying, and that is that there is a lot of addictive disease amongst bodybuilders, uh, stimulant addiction, alcoholism, this sort of thing. And the steroid addiction and stimulant addiction go hand in hand. And, I, you know, even though she mentioned she's in all this codependency treatment, maybe she has selected another addict, even though it doesn't appear on the surface to be that. She's done that again, and maybe that's what her instincts are telling her she's heading into trouble with. Yeah, oh, I'm, if, if I had a bodybuilder husband who committed suicide, I would start, I, if I were her, I would date women. Next, I would go as far south. I would I'd go the other end. I would date, date uh, Ichabod Crane or Minute Bull or somebody. All right, let me read this fax on the lighter side. Uh, hey, guys, my wife wants you to know that when we wrestle around and she accidentally hits my balls, I'm in serious pain. But I can beat my balls against her ass during sex, and it doesn't hurt a bit. Now, Signed, idiot. <laughs> And I'm, now I'm thinking when he's talking about beating his balls against her ass, I'm saying that's something that just naturally occurs in the sexual act. I don't believe he actually takes his balls off and, you know, whips her like a cat of nine tails with it. I'm thinking. You guys with me on that? Yeah. But just barely. <laughs> Let me explain why that is because a lot of guys don't, don't know that. Me men's testicles are very sensitive, right? Well, especially yeah. when you got talc on them. Right. <laughs> No, that, that, that creates a numbing. <laughs> is that what that is? There's a protective aura around my sack, actually. We're, we're going to test that out during the commercial. <laughs> Take the mic off the base. I'm going to show you something. But the, the, the thing is, is during the sexual act, man is impervious to pain. That's how, like, when you see guys and they have, like, half the skin, you know, both knee, right. Both kneecaps are showing. I don't know what you're talking No, about. no, you know what I'm saying. Both kneecaps are showing. The guys wearing shorts, you go, hey, Louie, what'd you do to your knees? You go, uh, Oh, I don't know. I guess I was having sex on the car uh, on on some asphalt last night. <laughs> we were going at it for like four days, and I I guess I lost part of my leg. But you know, she was so hot. You know what I'm saying? A guy could have a rusty sprinkler key in his side he and be like, I'll, "I'll pull it out when I'm done. Just hold on. Just let me finish." And that's that's the same thing that happens with the testicles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> am I right? Oh, am yeah. I right, Joe? Oh, yeah. I'd say cut the wrestling out. Is what I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Don't monkey. Yeah. And it's not funny. People think getting hit in the nuts is funny. It is not, not funny. Funny. It's not funny. But it is funny when like a three year old comes waddling up to some guys like six eight and just socks him straight away That's in the funny. nuts. It's funny on America's funniest home videos. That's funny. Oh yeah, like the comeback pitch. Yeah. Right. The guy they get the camera on uh -huh. the guy. There it, there it is. Don't ever put the camera on a tripod. Here's a warning to all men. And You'll take hitting the balls. It'll take happen. your six year old son out to the park and underhand wiffle balls at him because rest assured, you're gonna get a comebacker. Right in the jewels. Has that ever happened to you, Jonathan? Many times. I'm hoping it'll happen to me later tonight. You play your cards right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so nothing funny about getting smacked in the scrotum. Drew, from a medical standpoint? Nothing funny. Okay, thank you for that. Well, guys, we're going to let you go. On a related note, we're, we're out of here. Speaking of, speaking of scrotum <laughs> sacks. Speaking of balls. <laughs> We want to thank Jonathan Silverman and Joey Slotnick of The Single Guy. You can see it on NBC. 8.30 Thursday nights. Just watch Friends. Yeah. <laughs> Just watch Friends and watch Seinfeld. Perfect. And there's going to be a nice... You guys will be like the meat in between the Kaiser roll. There you go. You know what I mean? The show will be like the pimento in the loaf. 
Yeah, yeah. You'll be like this squishy filling inside we'll the Twinkie. The tongue, the tongue, if you will. The tongue, the tongue and chopped liver. Right, if, if you're an old Jew and you exactly. love a tongue I sandwich. I, need, I haven't had tongue But you guys five. aren't chopped liver. That's what I'm hey, saying. I appreciate like that. a nice ribeye. <laughs> Thanks for coming Thanks. in. Thanks. This is great this fun. This is a blast. Come back anytime. I command everyone within the sound of my voice to watch <laughs> The Single Guy on Thursday nights on NBC at 830. <laughs> and we'll be back. Call Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline, we'll be right back. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to Love Line. You certainly are. We want to thank Jonathan Silverman and Joey Slotnick for coming in tonight. They've left the building. The phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. And we're going back to what made this show famous. Amanda. Hi. You're on Love Line. Hi, everybody. Um, I just have a simple question. Um, is it illegal for me to, like, go out with an 18-year-old without having any sex or anything? How, how old are you? I'm 14. As I understand, you can date somebody. Uh, there are different, probably different statutes in different states. Oh. Where, where are you calling from? Morgan Hill. What, what state? California. California. Uh, I, I think in California you, you can date somebody older, although it might there might be some restriction on that. And And... When I, I'm wondering, I mean, obviously intercourse is 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 against the law, but I'm wondering how how far it goes in a sexual you know contact kind of way. I mean, could you kiss? Could you you know? Can you disrobe? Is there you know? It must be stated yeah. somewhere. At what point are you contributing to the delinquency of a minor? At what point are you essentially having intimate relations right. with this minor? Um. So see, I want. I want to know if I can go out with the 18-year-old because I'm 14 years old. And as far as we've gotten, he's just, like, touched me. Right, look, here's the, here's the problem. If you go out with this guy for a few months, people will assume you're having sex. But, you know, it's, like, not like that. He's, like, really nice and stuff. But, right, but you like him like a boyfriend, right? But yeah, but, I don't know. It's just. You don't think if you guys go out for three months, he's going to want some sex? I don't. He's not like that, though. So it's like, he's really sweet and everything. And you understand. Yeah, well, real sweet guys get horny. Well, I know that. Well, I, I just in general, I think you should stay with your own age if you possibly can. I mean, I think there's just potential for trouble here. It's, again, in your best interest to remain at least reasonably close to your own peer group. You're flirting with disaster. Well, just, because something is going to happen. Just, an 18 year old is in a different place than a 14 year old. Yeah, They're he's in Hornyville. Well, he's in different. He's thinking about what he wants from relationships that are going to be different than what you're thinking. And what is this guy going to do? He's going to wait till he's 22 and she's 18 uh, before he makes his move, before he yawns in the theater and puts his arm around her? It's not going to happen. Susie. Hello. Hey. Um, I was falling asleep. Sorry. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment, Susie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, first of all, I was going to tell you that I was at the um, Almost Acoustic Christmas, and I thought you both were very handsome. Oh, thank you. And but I, 
I guess it's sort of Burt Convy thing with you, Adam. I don't know what that's about. I'll be starring in the Burt Convy story. <laughs> Burt, we hardly knew you. You know, he's dead. He is? Yes. No, what happened not. to him? Is he really? Well, he died. What, <laughs> what happens when you're dead? From oh. What happened to him? He, he had, I don't know, cancer or something. Burt Convy died. It's been three, couple, three years now. I forgot about that. Did he host? A, uh, he was on the show. Oh, what? Was? Yes. He, yes, he hosted Tattletales. He was in, he's been in a lot of like TV movies like the uh, Dallas uh, Cowboy Cheerleaders movie and stuff like that. And he died, he was relatively young. I yeah. didn't mean to get off on that big tangent. I just didn't know if anybody had ever said that to you before, if anybody made the Burt Convy. I, yes, I am the heir apparent to Burt and his throne. <laughs> Actually, the reason I called, I, I'm kind of concerned that this even popped into my head, but I was thinking about your talcum powder uh-huh. situation. Yes. And somebody had mentioned earlier that it would co- could cause a problem because, you know, talcum powder is not necessarily edible. Right, right. Oh, for the ladies. Right. Right. Well, and I thought powdered sugar, same consistency, would probably provide the sort of drying effect. All right. I'm, powdered sugar, cornstarch mix. Right. I'm going to get ants in my crotch. <laughs> no, it's going to be like a picnic in there. Well, what about cornstarch? They wouldn't be attracted to cornstarch. That might get a little gummy, though. Yeah, yeah I'd be know. like a... I don't know. I just, it was just a suggestion. It'd be like an Indian on Thanksgiving. <laughs> She'd go down there and go, you been to Marie Callender's? Well, I just... Susie, I, I appreciate the input. It's I don't have such a tremendous problem with crotch smell or rot that I need to, you know, actually, you know, experiment and invent my own hybrid uh, substance to put down there. But talc is fine. You just got to go easy with it, and you got to put it in the right place. But, you know, I had heard, and actually I listened to this Dr. Dina Dell guy, and he was talking about how... Um, that they don't use talcum powder on surgical gloves because if it gets into... Um, it's very irritating wounds. Yeah, that it yeah. can cause problems. So I was a little concerned. Adam doesn't have any wounds down there, though. No, no. And I was worried. That's why I, I was about to go to sleep, and I thought, oh, my God. That's good. Adam, Susie, will you watch you, over Susie. him more? I appreciate that. I will. I will. But thanks. I love your guys' show, and I'm going to go to sleep. Bless you, Susie. Pleasant dreams. Well, I'll tell you, between the whole Burt Convy thing and the talc thing, I'm practically being stalked. Drew, what call do you want to you go can to? Pick any of these. I can. Yeah. I'm not even going to look. I'm just punching. Darren. Yeah. You're on Loveline. Hey, thanks, man. I got a question for Doctor Drew here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm sitting in college, and me and my roommate were talking about masturbation and stuff, and uh, wonderful. He read he read in a book where um, if if you're masturbating, and you're about to ejaculate, and you if you pinch off the tip of your penis. Mm-hmm. To stop yourself, mm-hmm. and um, I guess it like really hurts a lot, and right. it can like go back up and give you like a stomach ache for a while. I was wondering just if that's true. Go back up and give you a stomach ache. Well, well, not really a stomach ache, but some, uh, just some pains. Yeah, it can hurt. Here's the deal with the human body. Once it goes, it goes. It's kind of like uh, you ever see that uh, ski jumping. And the guy's up there at the top, and he's on that thing, and they have the gate. Yeah. Well, not the ski jump, but the downhill. Yeah. And the gate goes. Sure. The guy goes. Now, 20 feet down the hill, you can't yell, hey, whoa, you forgot your mittens. Get back here. He's gone. And that's the way the body works. The way the body works with the bowel movement, right? The yeah. urine. Yeah. The vomiting. So he just this, doesn't want to stop. The sneezing. 
the ejaculation. Once the body decides it's going to go, it goes. And when you try to stop it, I think you can hurt yourself. Like, you know those people who sneeze and they go, hey, and they grab their nose the last second? You could have your eardrum could shoot across the room and kill somebody, couldn't it, Drew? You, you could hurt yourself. Your eyeball could come flying out, right? Not about the eye flying out, but you could hurt yourself. Right. It, not it's, not good, it's not good for you. It's not good for you. Let's put it that way. Huh? It's not good for you. Not good for you. You are teasing you, the you body. May, you may not hurt yourself, really, uh, but it's just not good for you. Okay. Why the hell would you want to do that? I don't know. Okay. It just, I, yeah, I know. It's just conversation. Remember that guy that could, could induce a retrograde ejaculation by pushing in certain spots? Oh, where it would... It, the, retrograde man, he went in himself? He went back into the bladder, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 you had a special way of describing the region he was... Oh, he was, <laughs> it was between, uh, he was between Scrotenburg and Anusville. That's right. It's barely on the map. And he pushed his finger in between a little closer to, uh, Scrotenburg, I believe. Right on, but right on the border. And they are having a problem with immigration, by the way. <laughs> and he, <laughs> that'd be a great, that'd be a good detail to work for your customs agent. And he puts, shoved his finger up in that area. Right, Drew? Yeah. And instead of it coming out, it went back in, right? Because the prostate, or what was yeah, that? He just hit it right, so it would retrograde up to the bladder. You know, the beauty is, if guys, especially guys, they sit home, especially during the winter, and some of these stuff. in the Midwest, and they experiment on themselves like some sort of living guinea pig, and eventually, all the all the clinical hours come come to fruition, and something happens. They figure it out. They they come up with new devices, new talents. Yes. All right, Drew. Back to the phones. Josh. Yeah. You're on Loveline. Cool. Hi, Adam. Hi, Drew. Hey, How Josh. are you? Um, I have a problem. Um, I've been homeschooling or homestaying for about half a year now. And ever since I started homesteading, I haven't gone out with anybody. And it's like, it's driving me nuts because, I mean, there's like no girls or nothing. I go to church and groups and stuff like that. And that just... That's got to be tough. Do you have weird Amish parents? Yes, yes. Oh, yes. They're still living in the um, early 80s. Oh, the early? Well, that's not really Amish. 1880s or 1980s? Um, (laughs) That's disco. That's not Amish. Uh, That's a cult called disco. (laughs) It it was great. All the parishioners wore uh, really loud uh, argyle uh, slacks and huge collars and platform shoes, and everyone had tremendous hair. We take a communion at the Red Onion, and and everyone had sex though. Boy, there's no no shortage of women back then. Ah, the disco years. So, Josh. Yeah. Why are your parents keeping you home? Well, I'm a um an ADD student. Uh huh. Attention and, deficit disorder. Right. Yeah. And when when I don't take it, I'm just like off the walls. But when I do take it. I study and stuff like that, and I'm getting good grades. When you take what? When I take Ritalin. Ritalin. Did you ask anything about Ritalin? No. I didn't think so. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I think Adam asked, why are you studying at home? Is that what you asked? Yes. Yeah. Why? If, if the uh, Ritalin can... Take I, the Ritalin before you get on the bus. Oh, I do. I was taking it um, before I went to school, and for some reason wasn't doing anything. But when I came home and started doing... Uh, my schoolwork and everything, it just somehow works. So you're better able to concentrate at yeah. home outside of the, the, the stimulation of the environment at school. Um, you've got to find some way to have a social life. 
to having you know interactions with your peers whether it's little league or or you know finding a friend who can introduce you to people and you can hang out with them something but it's important to you at your age josh your you parents have. understand the importance of this they they try to but they're always keeping me home and they're always listen home. i want there's a word i want you to remember what maladjusted use that word to your parents Say, do you want me to be socially maladjusted? Maladjusted. Remember that word. Write it down. Say, Mom, Dad, I'm becoming socially maladjusted, and when I'm older, I may kill. <laughs> they will get you into every freaking youth group in the city. And that's all. That's all. I never met anyone in school. Mm, you did your activities where you where you but you the shared, activities yeah. you meet people right so play the sports go to church right. you know go to the arcade and stuff all right it's all right. it's an easy one Josh just get yourself involved get out there and we'll be back love line call one eight hundred love one nine one love line we'll be right back. Tomorrow night, the fabulous John Tesh will be in here. And I have to say something about John Tesh. John Tesh is a guy you don't want to like from watching him on TV. And he and he, he's one of these achiever guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Never a hair out of place, what, what little's left. He's always taking care of business. And he's like, he's he's doing concerts and he's like conducting and composing oh. and he's doing you know he's doing the television show and everything and he has his beautiful wife and you really don't want to like him but he's really a nice guy he's a nice guy so he's going to come in tomorrow and we're going to see if we can find a chink in his armor phone number 1-800-LOVE-191 1-800-568-3191 fax number 310-854-4455 i'm adam carolla this is love line that's dr drew and this is sarah sarah you're on love line Great. Good. Um, I have a, a question for you. I need to know. Um, I I go down on my boyfriend quite often, and um, I swallow like every time. And I need to know if that's like bad for my body. You you swallow every time. Every time. Wow. Is this guy proposed? <laughs> Close to it. Now, how how often would you say? Let's talk in terms of gallons. Once or twice a day. Once or twice a day. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that him in the background? Yeah. Who is that? Is that him? Yeah. Right, we're going to get to him in a second, but l let me just do some quick math. How long have you guys been going out? Um, A little over a month. A little over a month, so we'll, we'll say 30 days. Well, more like, like 45. Okay, 45 days. You're really going to make it hard on the math now. <laughs> 45 days, and we'll, we'll go twice. We'll say twice a day. Yeah. All right, so we'll say 90 times. Okay. 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 Now, <laughs> you figure about a tablespoon each time. Sure. <laughs> okay. How many tablespoons <laughs> in a quart, Drew? All right. We're, we're gonna figure this out later. Actually, you want to know if it's killing you slowly? Well, I just want to know if it's bad for my system. You know, it's, it's like, is it gonna do any kind of damage to my intestines or anything like that? No. 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 Okay. Can we talk to your boyfriend for just a second? Sure. Just a minute. 
This is the luckiest man on earth. Hello? Who is this? This is Jack. Jack? Yeah. Pull your pants up. I want to talk to you for a second. <laughs> They're up. Twice a day, every day. Yeah, something along those lines. For 45 days. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. <laughs> are, are you getting a little jaded? No. Is it getting to be a little, little matter-of-fact? Honestly. I'm not saying it's bad, but all I'm saying is this. The first, oh, let's say 50 times you got it, you were pretty excited about it. Well, see, actually, it ain't, it ain't really my idea. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, does it feel as good tonight as it did the first night you got it? Yeah, I feel just, it feels the same. You're just saying that so you'll continue? Uh, no. Okay, Jack. She's she's doing it now, isn't she? No, she's not. Make her yell something so I can believe it. Yell something. Okay. All right. All right. Jack, uh -huh. you um, start playing the lottery. That's all I got to say. Play the lottery, huh? You're the luckiest man alive. Well, thank you. All right. I don't want to interrupt the schedule. I know you guys are on a pretty tight budget. Yeah. All right. So, all right. All right get to getting, Jack. Okay. All right. Oh, that's got to be rough, doesn't it? Fascinating. <laughs> Through. Do you? Okay. No, I'm not going to dwell. I'm just, you know, I wish him well. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. all I can say. Bob? Yeah. You're on Loveline. Hey, how you going? How's it going? Good. Yeah, I had a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah, um, Bob. Okay, about uh, about a month ago, you know, I had been having sex with this girl and stuff, and we quit having sex, and I left her. Well, like, I thought I had crabs, so I shaved, and now there's like these red spots all around like around my penis not on it or on my ball because you shaved just like around it they're like red spots and it's weird because i had something like this on my arms before from um sports from sweating a lot right and it's like ooh, it's just like it's a, a heat rash awful. like a follicular folliculitis really yeah, it's because like, you um, shaved bob doctor called it like well it, the stuff that was on my arms he called sunspots but then this is weird how it got down well, there. I, I don't know that, that, listen it's the shaving thing bob I never shave. I just shave to try to get rid of the, um, but but it's been there for, I mean, a while. But, Bob, what Drew is saying is that this is the manifestation of shaving. Oh. You shaved, you irritated your region. Let me explain how, how this works, by the way. Because I get this, because I have the hair of a black man and and the hair of Jesus Christ. I have the nappy, woolly, Burt Convy type hair. And my beard comes in that way too. And Fifty different directions at once. Right. And it right. no, but it's a thick, coarse hair. Right. Like, you know, black guys will get the bumps on right, their right. neck. Right. Now they're black, so you don't see them right. is clearly, but I'm white with the black man's plague on the neck, and you'll see that I'll get a neck rash right. sometimes. Right. Because it's that coarse I essentially have pubic hair on my head. <laughs> it's a real blessing. I know I'm sounding like a uh, Marty Allen. Now, but the but the point is, is that hair that you have down there is not Tom Petty hair. Right. It's Nipsey Russell hair. Right. You know what I mean, Drew? Yeah. yeah. I'm not trying to turn it into a racial issue. No. I... But you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You and, shouldn't be shaving that. And when you irritating. shave that Nipsey Russell hair right. down there, it comes back bumpity. Yep. Yeah. Are we clear? Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. Keep going. All right. What call do you want to go through? Go to line three. Line three. Jeff. Hey, what's up, Jen? Nothing much. How are you? Hey, not too bad. I just wanted to congratulate Jack there. Jack on, oh, Jack the king of, yes, the blowjob king. 
He yep. got he got three since he hung up. By the way. <laughs> well, my problem's not as good as his, but uh, you know we'll get to that in a second. I kind of wanted to uh, rebuke Adam for something he said earlier in the show. Oh. First thing I want to say is that I'm not an NRA hole, okay? But I am a U.S. Marine. Uh huh. With about 12 years of uh, weapons experience. Yes. And I just want to say that everybody who owns a gun is not an NRA hole. No. Okay. And uh, you didn't cover a couple topics um, when you were talking about this kid who got shot. Okay. Uh, you know, you're talking about how everybody in the NRA wants people to have guns and they can have any kind of gun they want. But people who shoot kids in the leg when they hit them with their car, mm-hmm. people who gun down little kids on the street, they don't register their weapons and they'll still get them if guys like me can't have them ourselves you understand what I'm saying yeah I know I know that's a that's an old argument but here here's my take on that just less is more I mean the less out there circulating in general because you hear a lot of stories and I don't want to turn this whole thing into a political debate but you hear a lot of stories about guys who are they register their guns they buy for protection they're law-abiding but they have a couple of drinks they get into a big argument with their wife and they shoot them I mean uh, that's that's why Marvin Gaye is dead his dad shot him Marvin Gaye's dad shot him and killed him. I'm sure Mr. Gay, being Marvin's dad, is not happy about that at this point in his life. But he had a few drinks, they got into an argument, and the gun was there. The gun was probably purchased for protection, but it ended up being used against him, and that's my argument. And my problem with the NRA is they don't want stuff, they want to keep stuff like those nylon uh, Kevlar piercing bullets legal. And the and the twenty clip, uh, the twenty round banana clip legal. Uh, now I, what's I that? I agree with that stuff there either. But what I'm, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that you pretty much stereotype a whole bunch of people that didn't really need that. Oh, Jeff. Now you know I'm it's just pretty narrow. Mind I'm just mind. having a good time. I appreciate the Marines and what they do and how they protect the country and and God and all that stuff. And I commend you for putting your life on the line and joining up and all that. You're more of a man than I. Uh. I just don't like the NRA, and I don't like the way they try to control this country with their lobbying and buying their uh, senators and buying the votes and all that. I think it's BS. I don't mind someone having a gun, especially someone who's trained like yourself, and certainly someone who's protecting the country. And I thank you for your call. Wow. was the whole political thing there for a moment? (sighs) All right, let's get to a really dumb and light call. All righty, Susan. Hi. Hi. Hey, um, first of all, I want to say you guys are, are really helping a lot of people out there. Um, I really like listening to your show, and it seems like you guys have all the answers. Well, we're going to try to give you one. Yeah, maybe you guys could help me out. Um, uh, about 48 hours ago, I had unprotected sex, and it wasn't really planned, and it wasn't for very long. But I was wondering if there's anything I could do, because you know, you know how they they talk about the the morning after pill. Absolutely, you should. If you have a, a reason to believe that you could get pregnant from that encounter, then you should go take the morning after pill. How long after the morning after you can, can you take you the can, morning you can, after you can, pill? You can really do it within four to eight hours. Somebody even up to seventy two, but within forty eight hours, you're doing pretty well. Okay. So you're saying she doesn't know whether she's pregnant or not. But she had unprotected sex. She has she has some suspicions. She had to go take it. Why not? Where does she go get it? Any doctor can give it to you. Emergency room can give it to you. Really? You it's walk just, right it, in and say, I had unprotected sex. Yeah. I want the morning after it's pill. A, it's a birth control pill. It's just it's just a routinely used birth control pill taken in a little different manner. Okay. Oh. 
Susan? It has about a 60 to 80% efficacy, depending on what data you look at. That's pretty good. What happens if there is a, a fetus or a baby? Or a... If you're pregnant? Yeah. It basically, it doesn't implant successfully. Yeah, and you're, you're not going to have anything right. <laughs> on, on a day and a half. I mean, you, you can't uh, pick. You have a morula. Can't pick names out or anything. Right. What do you have? A you morula. have like a petri dish. Like a sphere of a little, little sphere. Yeah, you have you, of cells. You have Orion's belt in your, <laughs> in your. Well, you know, do you have a womb? You yeah. have a womb, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I thought. I don't know. I thought maybe you developed a womb or something. No, the uterus is a womb. Oh, uterus turns into a womb. Uterus is the womb. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure a lot of people didn't know that. Like a couple of retarded guys from Kentucky perhaps. and me. Yeah, perhaps. All right, Susan. Any side effects for it? Uh, yeah, you get a little nausea, headaches, that sort of thing. But for the most part, it's very well tolerated. Aaron. Hey, how's it going? Real fast. <laughs> That's good. Hey, Adam, I know the name of the move you were speaking of where you stick your thumb or whatever finger you want to push in between your anal and your scrotum. It's called Gen Mo. Gen Mo. Yeah, I actually read that in a book. and it's Spell uh, that. I have no clue. Uh, G-I-N-M-O, I believe it was. It's a Chinese thing, I believe. I'm not sh- too quite sure on all the facts, of it, but I do know it hurts. God bless the Chinese. You know, the Asians are always coming up with something good and sexual. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's yeah. really weird the culture because they're 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 sort of repressed in certain ways, and they in the things are real taboo, and they keep you know no spitting in the street and keep it. But then they go home and have all kinds of wild experimentations, all the good sex stuff, and they're eating the rhino horns and everything. All the good sex stuff comes from there. Yeah. Exactly, and they. About time to start sharing it with us. Yes, the the uh, wisdom of the Orient brought to the valley, and we'll be back. Loveline will be right back. We are back, and because we're back, and because it's that time of the show, my fabulous companion, Dr. Drew, is going to read the address, if the, you'd like to write us. Right. Mailing address is Loveline P.O. Box 4345, Hollywood, California, 90078, and the email is LUV191 on AOL. Done like a true champ, Drew. Ron? Hey, what's going on? Last call tonight. Let's make it good. Okay, man. Well, it's been over a year since I had any sex. You know mm, what I mean? That had to that had to kill you about that guy ten minutes ago was being blown every which way but loose. Oh yeah, I was really yeah. <laughs> you know how it goes. Well, I don't know. You probably get some every night. No, no, I don't. And you know what? I was thinking this guy is getting blown every day, yeah. five times a day. Uh, He's gonna hit a dry spell. They're going to yeah. break up, and he's going to go six months with nothing. And I'm thinking, I wish there's some way to sock away sex. Yeah, like a I'm chipmunk with acorns saving up for the winter. You know what I mean? Because, Ron, you had a time when you were having regular sex, right? Yeah. Wouldn't it have been nice to, like, sock a few of those away? Yeah, just put them in a bag and, like, save them for later or something, you know. Yeah, well, not a bag. They'd probably start to smell. Well, yeah, true. Well, it's just MSB, man, massive sperm buildup. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> I just went to the store to buy to buy some new condoms in hopes that I could meet somebody real soon, you know? I don't want to say people shouldn't carry condoms, but I'm telling you, it's the kiss of death. It's a jinx. 
Yeah, well, true. They could break. They could do everything like that, you know. No, I'm saying you carry that condom, and somehow, you know how whales can hear stuff on a certain frequency? Yeah. Do that again. That's right. Women can hear that coming from your wallet. (laughs) Yeah. That's how the condom works. Well, I mean, it's like. They think you're a school of trout. Yeah, me, well, me and my brother, we look a lot alike. You know, he's two years younger than me, and he gets more than me. Oh, that's got to hurt. I felt uh, the same way. Bert Convy's getting laid every which way, but look, Convy, man, and I, I can't get any. Heard about a lot, a lot about him tonight, yeah. <laughs> Certainly have. <laughs> I don't know. It's just uh, I get, after I get to that certain point, uh, you know, we're on a certain topic, talking, you know, me and a girl. Um, <laughs> it's just hard, you know. You get scared. You don't know what to say. You kind Ron, of Ron, we're out of time. I'm oh. going to say Relax. Uh-huh. And act naturally. The oh, ladies okay, will figure it out, and I predict you will get some before the millennium ends. Am I right, Drew? <laughs> within, yeah, within this decade. With, within this decade. I would like to thank the lovely yet petite Lori, the buxom and beautiful Sherry on the phones, the angular and lean and mean and a fight machine, producer Ann, the lovely and ample Mike. Who's working the boards? Myself, Adam Kroll, and Dr. Drew. Remember John Tesh tomorrow night. Join us then, won't you? If you are still listening, you may feel the urge to touch yourself. So that's it then. The opinions expressed on Loveline by Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, or anyone are not necessarily ours. Be happy. Be happy. Happy, happy, happy. The line producer is Ann Wilkins. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Podcast1.com production.